Hello and welcome back to our latest episode of Team Smart Rambles. Today we're going to be talking all things body image and I guess taking it back to where our body images first started in our teenage teenage years. Um, but before we get started, just a reminder that this uh, podcast is for educational purposes only and um, to always consult your doctor for any healthcare advice. So over to Ro. Oh, she's just throwing it straight to me today. Okay, so we wanted to share our own journeys. We don't even necessarily know each other's journey because we've only really known each other for a handful of years. The end yeah. Of the day. So we know our recent body image journeys, but not like the beginning. And for a girl, it starts very early, body image. And um, we're going to share some posts with some throwback pictures as well on our personal Instagram. So make sure you keep an eye out for those. But let's take it right back for myself. I was, I'm going to say lucky because <laughs> I was a skinny girl. Like I was quite literally a skinny girl. I never had issues with my weight when I went through school, which of course so many people are going to be like, oh, poor thing. But I, it meant that I didn't actually have body image issues that truly affected me during my high school years. And then I finished high school, um, started seeing this new guy and then that ended. But in seeing that, I'd actually lost all my friends. And so I had no friends, no fallback. And the number one thing on all the magazines at that time was all these size zero celebrities. And that was what I was seeing. And for someone who was already skinny, I had no other outlet in my life. That was probably when my first, and I didn't even feel like it was a body image issue. Like I didn't look at myself in the mirror and think you're disgusting. I hate you. I looked at it and thought "Mm, size zero is probably a little skinny, but I reckon I could do a two. And I actually (laughs) got myself down to like, I could buy size four clothes sometimes. I was pretty small. I remember there being a photo, which I'm going to try find where I was in my skinny jeans and my legs were just so thin. And I remember seeing it and being like, fuck yes, I am so skinny right now. Like, I'm so happy with my body. And Whereas now, do you look back, sorry to interrupt, what what do you see when you look back on yourself in that moment or when you think about, like, how you felt, fuck yes, I'm so skinny. Like, now what's your mindset towards that? Well, it's interesting because I still wasn't affected by the number on the scales. I used to gauge myself by, and which this might sound, it actually sounds really sad to say it out loud now. I gauged myself by the fact that I could see my hip bones and at least the bottom couple of my ribs. That was how I assessed how my progress was going. Yeah. I, I didn't care what the actual number was on the scales, but I did step on the scales, like not every day, but frequently. Um, I think... For me, like, I was pretty sad, but not because of my body. Like, I had no friends Mm -hmm. and I just sort of was floating through my life. And do you know what? I couldn't have achieved it if I had friends. I used to go for a run in the morning, only eat liquidish foods during the day, so yogurt, soup, an orange or something like that. Um, And then for tea, I would have, like, a solid meal because I worked in hospitality and that's what they dished up to me. But I would come home from that shift and easily do 45 minutes on the elliptical in my room before I went to bed. Wow. Yeah. 
I would just come home and put like some Sex and the City on and watch one to two episodes. And that was how I gauged how long I stayed on the elliptical for. And then I met my friends that I actually still have to this day. And I started drinking and partying and it was the best. But I stopped caring about like the body image things. I stopped caring what size I was or all that kind of thing because I was just so happy with friends. Mm -hmm. I didn't need to look a certain way. And I definitely floated like that for a few years. And then all of a sudden I went, oh, my gosh, I've actually put on a lot of weight. Um, I think I hit 58 kilos or something like that. And so still tiny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'd always had in my head, oh, my God, 60 must be so fat. Which is what was it with us back then? I felt like 60 was like this, for me, it was like this number that everyone wanted to be. I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. But like my whole friend circle, everything was about 60. Yeah, see, it I didn't, had to be 60. I didn't want to be 60 kilos. I was coming from 50-odd kilos, like 50 yeah, so to 51 to kilos. Was like, so 60, oh my God, I was like... big. That's huge. Yeah. But where, like in my circle, that was like the ultimate goal, mm. to be 60 kilos. And if yeah. you weren't, you were like out. Yeah. Yeah. So and, odd. And see, like my friends were boys by this point in time too. So they didn't actually care what I looked like. <sighs> Um, they didn't give a shit. No, they did not they give a shit. They just cared that you were a good time, like good fun. Yeah. Not, not that kind <laughs> not of time, guys. Time. <laughs> I was never that good time with them. Um, so, yeah, like I did, it was just like one of, all of a sudden I was just like, oh, oh my gosh. And that was when I started, I got back into running, but I just wasn't really achieving anything. And I was, well, I was achieving it, but nutrition's key guys and i wasn't doing that properly you can't live on alcohol <laughs> no i'd stopped drink i actually stopped drinking by that point in time that was when i stopped drinking i was like it's alcohol alcohol's and made me fat like yeah it's got to be the alcohol <laughs> nothing to do with the, qu- the quantity of alcohol <laughs> um so yeah i and so i tried that like that was when i did my half marathon and stuff but i still was just really unhappy with my body i just felt like i couldn't i'd got to 64 kilos which guys that is not bad even on me it still looked fine and that was when I found um bodybuilding and I know I'm not like a bodybuilder I'm a bikini competitor but then I did transition to the fact that I was obsessed with trying to get abs I actually didn't care about anything else it all revolved around getting abs being lean that was my only reason to be a bikini competitor no other reason and that really was how I was in my mind, whether I let people know it or not. That was what I was obsessed with, was getting to that show day lean, being that comp prep lean. Like, Having it was six-pack, being yeah, ripped, being, shredded. It, it was my obsession. And it wasn't until I did that bulk in – so we was prepped 2019? Yeah, so it was yeah. the end of 2018, 2019, I did that bulk. And – at the start of my bulk, I just thought, I'm going to hit 70 kilos. Like, that's my goal. And for someone who once upon a time was scared of 60 kilos, <laughs> I don't know where I pulled this number from. I just decided it. I would hit it just 70 kilos. It like a good number. Yep. Why not? Yeah. I look back at those photos now and I think, holy moly, you were one chubby chopper. But I did not feel like it. And that there is where I 100% put it down to. Yes, I turned 30. I think 30 helps. <laughs> but um, 
during that bulk is when I changed my mindset and how I thought about myself. I got so uncomfortable. Like, we joked about the fact that I split, what, seven pairs of pants in that bulk? There was a few. There was a there lot was definitely of pants a few. that split. Yeah. And, and not just, like, pants. Like, pajama pants. Those pajama babies pants, are already loose. <laughs> leggings, jeans. Like, shit was splitting up the back. Um, but, yeah, I was so comfortable, so proud of myself because I was so strong. And it was just that transition for me. And so even now when I've come back, I started a prep. Um, it was probably the best mindset I had had in a prep. I was excited to get to my best, be my best and do my best. I wasn't so obsessed with being lean, even though like that, even was, though that the was the goal. goal. And then obviously the whole pandemic happened and I reversed out of it and sat in maintenance for two years and have been super happy with my body. Like I have definitely reached that phase where I'm comfortable with myself, happy within my body. Even now while I'm in prep, I'm still happy and comfortable. Like I love the body I have right now. To be dead honest, my head every now and again thinks I'm going to look a bit gross in a few more weeks time because I'm going to be so lean. Like there's going to be no, Mm -hmm. I'm going to start losing some of my curves that I've fallen in love with. Yeah, so, because you do like you start to like your face leans out you and you gaunt. do look a little bit gaunt. You do, yeah. And by the end of the prep, like you do look. I hated my prep face. Your prep face that out was there, so lame. hated my prep face. Yeah. I had no facial structure left. Mm. I was just like had like these little, I mean, like skin mm. on my face. Yeah. Like I was so lean. It like I hated my prep face. Mm. Yeah, I I agree. So that to me, like, I think that's a big transition. I'm not, I mean, I'm excited to get there. I'm excited to step on stage and I'm excited for the results on stage. Not so obsessed with, oh my God, I can't wait till my face looks hollow. I can't wait till there's no fat on my bum. Like I'm actually thinking to myself, I'm going to lose my bum. I actually said to Vic last week, I messaged her and I'm like, what if I lean out and I have no ass left? And she reminded me that that's, fucking crazy <laughs> because I have a big bum and it is a muscly bum but I just ain't going nowhere yeah but I just know that it's so nice with some feminine like body fat on with there some curves on there and that fat has cellulite in it and I'm okay with it I actually really love it I love the way it looks it just has so much way, shape yeah like the fat I feel is like a woman yeah is shapely mm. it's not not a bad thing like to to be judging or nitpicking yourself on like that is giving you shape and yes you'll still have shape when you're lean but it's different it's it's a different shape Mm. so i'm excited to come into the reverse after that comp with this whole new comfort in my current body image so i am interested to see whether i struggle in the reverse to put that fat back on Mm -hmm. or whether i'm actually going to be comfortable so i'm excited for that part of the journey too but this is honestly since i hit 30 i just all of a sudden I put it down to being 30 and obviously your mindset changes. Something clicks and you just go and carry on. Yeah, I think of fuck what I'm any of you thought I'm about I'm fucking 30. I don't know what I want. And I'm, I'm here to live life. I'm 30 and people think I look like I'm in my 20s. I don't even Love care. Love that. <laughs> but do you think that the like your mindset in this prep, like towards your body, I guess your body image, is better this time because you know like you reach that 70 kilos by the end of that, you were feeling a little uncomfortable. Oh. Although you loved yourself, like yeah. you were still, you I were feeling uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. You were telling me, I feel uncomfortable. I'm like, you fucking look great, but mm. 
I know how you feel. I actually think I was uncomfortable from the amount of food, though. I don't think I was uncomfortable yes. in the body fat percentage. I was sick of eating. Yes, you were. You were, you were literally <laughs> drinking calories because you were trying to get them in. Like, you were having yeah. a monster drink, and it was like and a 60 legit carbs. Monster and I was, drink. Like, I was like, man, who can weigh 60 carbs on that shit? Yeah, I just couldn't keep but eating. I guess, like, do you think the fact that you've been there in that, like state of like everything happening like being uncontrollable like full and feeling that uncomfortableness to now like you you're feeling better within yourself so you you're not like nitpicking because you, you know that you've done that that work if that makes sense like you've come from feeling uncomfortable and prep we always nitpick ourselves is always like i need to be leaner I, I see this now. I mean, you know, I'm not leaning out here and blah, blah, blah. Like, I, you know, how you start nitpicking yourself once mm. that prep changes. Mm. Like, it changes your mindset. Yeah, because you're judging I'm yourself not here. for show day. Yeah. 12 weeks out kind of yes. thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I definitely don't ever want to bulk like that again. I know that. And it's not even for the way I looked. Mind you, like, sometimes I look at that and I'm like, oh, I don't want to look like that again. Like, I had a very round face. Even though I didn't see that at the time, um, I was just super uncomfortable by the end of it, just the amount of food to eat. And I've reached the point that I'm like, if that's what I've got to do to gain muscle, I'm not doing it. Not here for it. Yeah. And I don't – yes, I want to go to these shows and win, but if I don't win because the judges don't like my body, I don't care anymore. Because I like it. Uh, what's the point in having a body that you're, like, you're producing a body to win, but if you don't like the body, what's the point? Yeah, who's winning? There, like, you're, yeah, you might be getting a title or a pro card or a friggin' trophy, mm-hmm. whatever, but if you're not happy within that body that you're producing, then why bother? Yeah. Like, why change something if you're happy with the body that you're producing? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I think... live in it. I think it's just changed. And, I mean, even maybe the couple of years in maintenance has really helped too because I have relaxed a bit and gone and celebrated things with my friends and been way less stressed about things. If the weight went up, the weight went up. It always come back down. So I guess it's been a whole thing between bulking and, yeah, being in countless lockdowns. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I am happy where I am love my body and I don't care if anyone has a problem with that if if you've got a problem with someone loving their body you've got it's coming from within yeah that's like that's your own insecurities projecting out Mm. onto someone else yeah yeah so let's rewind back to when you were in school (laughs) um I guess for me like my journey is completely different I because I came from finishing school and then at 19 I found myself with my husband and we were pregnant Mm. so literally went from a teenage body in high school to a mum bod yeah i guess so i never really had a chance to come from like that teenage years of trying to fit in trying to have that body that everyone at school was i don't know what the right word is but like desired like Mm. everyone was had that goal to be those long lean legs and I never had that I was Mm. always a completely different build to all of the girls in my in my friend circle always had big quads 
So all of those girls had those long lean legs and I always hated my legs yeah. because they were so, I considered them fat. But yeah. now when I look back, I wasn't fat at all. You were muscular. I was muscular and yeah. I have always been more muscular than the rest of the girls. Yeah. But back then, then I didn't see that. I just saw that I was big. Do uh, you think if you had role models then, because for you to be that age then, the size zero would have been on, like, magazine covers for you because mm-hmm. you are a couple of years younger than me. Do you think if social media was around and you were idolising a Hattie Boydell, do you think you would have seen your legs differently? Was it because there was no one in the media? 110%. Mm. Because now, I love my legs. Yeah. Like, and I, I love stand next my to legs. you and I'm just like, oh, hey, she's still got those skinny ass legs. <laughs> no, no. But, yeah, 100%. If there had have been the world of social media and, like, other people with big quads putting it out there and being like, hey, here's my leg workout and look at my fucking legs, I would have been like, I look like you. Mm. You are my goals. Not, not Nicole people... Richie running on the beach with a bikini about to fall off her because yes. she's just bones. Yes. Mm. That, well, I was never going to achieve that. I was never going to look like that because that wasn't my structure. Mm. And that was the images that were on the fronts of the magazines like in Dolly or whatever was mm. that magazine back then, or Cosmo. Mm. They were the the cover girls. Yeah. And I was never going to have that. So I think that's where my body image issues, I guess, came from because I always hated or looked down upon myself for not looking like them. Mm. But everyone in my friend circle did. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess I had my first baby. And I just had this mindset of, oh, fuck it, I'm eating for two, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, gained weight. And I lost a little bit in between having my second, even though they were, like, only 18 months apart. And then got pregnant again and continued to eat for two <laughs> again. <laughs> Such a shitty mindset, like, thinking back, like, mm. yeah, anyway. <laughs> and then began my whole uh, weight loss journey and I guess even though I was happy with my losses and happy that I was changing my body I still had a really bad body image issue I still I nitpicked the shit out of myself I hated Mm. this I hated that why is my tummy so fat why are my legs so jiggly why is my butt not existent like all of this shit, and I, I still have little things that pop into my mind to like to today mm. that I'm like, I wish I could change this. Yeah. But then something clicks in my mind, and I'm like, girl, you lost fucking fifty kilos. Yeah. Like You're a bad horse. <laughs> of course, there's going to be little loose bits. Like I'm never going to have that skin tight, nothing wibbles, nothing wobbles body, mm. and I'm okay with that. I remind myself of that. But I still do find myself nitpicking. And it's not because I don't love where I am. Because mm. I love where I am. And if I had to do my journey again to get to where I am, like, I'd do it fucking ten times. Yeah. Like, to, to live the life that I have now and the way that I do love myself now is, for me, amazing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, spending so much time hating yourself basically from when you were 
like what 14 in yeah. high school trying to change the body to something that you were never going to have mm-hmm. and then living in a body that you actually didn't want to leave your house because you're 120 kilos and you were afraid to be Picked judged on. or even seen you didn't want to be seen <laughs> yeah um to now yeah i love my body yeah that's so good. Like, i remember when you were there's so many pivotal moments for me as your coach, like before we became friends. Like I remember you being on the elliptical and you were just so upset because your weight had stalled and I was just your PT then. I wasn't doing macro coaching and I was like, what are you upset about? Like I feel like you still had good results on that particular little check-in we'd done in the gym and I was so confused by how sad you were. (laughs) And I was just like, like what's going on and then you said how little you were eating to me and I mean if I hadn't have been holding on to something I'm pretty sure I would have fallen over I think you were eating like 900 calories a day or something it was 700 yeah it was (laughs) disgusting anyway I'm thinking oh Jesus girls eating my breakfast for the whole day and I turned around and I think I told you to go straight to 1200 or something in that moment you did and then straight on 1200 and like i wasn't even charging you to tell you that nothing i was just like can you please eat some more food but and trust me and um you did and then when it worked you definitely started to trust me more <laughs> mm-hmm. um at first i thought this bitch is fucking crazy how am i gonna lose weight when i'm not losing weight on this and she's telling me to eat more i was like what the fuck yeah she lost it just because she's skinny. <laughs> but then I remember once we got past that and our relationship, even as coach and client, really changed after that. You opened up more. I knew more about you. And I remember you telling me that you still thought you were fat. Like in your head, you would go into the dress section and buy, like pick up size 20 clothes. And I'm like, but you're a 14 now. Like, what are you, what are you doing? I still do it now. Yeah. Like, depending on, like, I know sizing online is really hit and miss, but, like, if the store, my size chart says a 10, I'll still buy a 12. Yeah. Because what if it's wrong? Mm. And then, of course, the 12 arrives and it's too fucking big. Mm. But, like, yeah, I think I have some form of body dysmorphia. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Because, yeah, I still... Don't believe that you don't are. Believe. You are. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which is crazy because I've been at this weight or this size, I guess, for like, what, four years since 2018 yeah. at least? Yeah, once we finished your reverse basically and then you had your surgery. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, like I'm obviously a few kilograms heavier than 2018 because that was a ridiculous prep. But... <laughs> <laughs> um. But, yeah, like, same, rough same size, like, mm. size 10-ish. Yeah. Sometimes a 12. Yeah. Mm. But I still always pick up the bigger size in the shop or mm. order the bigger size before I go, oh, I need the smaller one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. She amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I think a key thing for us here today, girls, was that we just wanted to talk about the fact that um, 
we've all had completely different journeys. Mm-hmm. Like I started with no body image issues, like I said, and then I actually had nothing else to fixate on, so that's what I fixated on. Mm-hmm. And then when I stopped needing to fixate on it, I did. I just happily stopped caring. Um, yeah, so, and then it has ebbs and flows. I mean, I might get to 40 and be like, oh, my God. Like, I might have a meltdown and start hating my body again. I don't know. I don't think I will. I don't think so. But, <laughs> but you never know. But you never know. Like, um, and, yeah, so it's actually really okay to love yourself, no matter what you look like. And I think that's so important for girls to realise that we're all different. We're all beautiful. And I am glad the years of, like, tiny, tiny models is disappearing I think we should make sure we're considering our health at the same time. Um, But, yeah, like the skinny models we used to look up to when we were teenagers, they weren't healthy. They lived on cigarettes Mm -hmm. and coffee. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, I fully agree. And I actually, as much as social media can, can be damaging for our mindset when we fixate on the wrong things, Mm -hmm. I actually think that it's a good thing as well because... When you live in a small town like we do, Mm. there's, you don't see a whole range of different physiques, I guess. Mm. So being able to see online that there are other people that look like you when your friend circle is completely different or, Mm. you know, whatever the situation, it's like, it's comforting, I guess, to know that there are other people that look like you Mm -hmm. as well. Like to have that, like, mm. Like it's like a, a mirror, but not a mirror. Yeah. Like it, it yeah, it's nice to know that. I mean, I actually try to avoid following model model girls that are still teeny tiny. Because I think I know I can achieve that within my body because I've done it before. So I do avoid following people like that because that's not who I look up to anymore. Mm-hmm. I agree. My whole feed is just people who are similar to myself. They train, they care about being strong, healthy, fit. That's, yeah. And so I think it's really important for your own body image to follow people with a good mindset that share a good mindset and that even if they don't have the body that you're going to have, it's not the kind of follow that, makes you spiral into hating yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so by following the people for me that are similar to me it Mm. creates that positive space on that app yeah whereas if i was only following like the little catwalk models the Mm. teeny teeny tiny you would still feel like a highly negative mindset for Mm -hmm. myself Mm. So I actually don't follow a lot of physique competitors anymore. I did a big unfollow probably during my bulk, to be dead honest. I used to follow a heap of bikini competitors, especially IFBB girls, and I just unfollowed. I was like, you girls are actually toxic mm-hmm. and you affect my mindset. So I did do a mass unfollow. I would prefer to follow a girl who's 80 kilos, but she's a badass in the gym. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. But anyway, girls, I have no doubt we went over the 15-minute mark today. We didn't even I set didn't our timer. timer. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode. We just want it to be a reminder that we all have our own journey, we have our own struggles, and you just need to find your best you mm-hmm. and be happy with her because she's freaking amazing. Agree. Mm-hmm.
Thanks for tuning in, girls. I hope you have an amazing day. Bye. Bye.